What's going on hey, social hey. media? So we're on episode 75 of Bottoms Up Perspective. And today we go talk about Spider-Man. <laughs> so, um, uh, so we go talk about, uh, yeah, Jeremy's favorite topic, <laughs> right? The web. So um, let's talk a little about Web 3.0 and um, what our thoughts are. So what's our perspective and understanding of what Web 3.0 is? Does, so, does anyone have a definition of uh, Web 3.0? <laughs> uh, it's obvious you didn't read my article, Jeremy. No, I did. I did. I did. <laughs> I just wanted to bring it out, right? Give you a chance to... Uh, Demonstrate the work that you've put in. <laughs> nah, it's okay. I think let's, uh, we, can, we can go with something more casual because let's not assume that our audience actually understands that the internet actually goes through stages of evolution and that um, where we are heading towards is actually piled on top of, the, of what we have done. And I think the, I think the year where we understood uh, the birth of internet. I think it's 1994. Is that right? 94? Could be way earlier. I, just, I don't really remember. I, I just know it's based on the military. It all started with the military. Oh, is it? I thought, yes. I thought it's based on the... I thought no. it's based, based on the... the uh, this organization called DARPA that's in the US, something like that. And then they, they decommissioned it. So it became a public good. Yeah, it's... it's, it's based on military um, network of how they share information. I guess that's the mm -hmm. start of it. I, I don't think I'm wrong, the DARPA thing. Um, so that's, I guess, in a way to, I don't know, just correct me if I'm wrong, the simple way to put Web 3.0 is that uh, for Web 1.0, it's really more of sharing information, putting everything up there, somewhat like online encyclopedia. Um, Web 2.0 is more of a... Um, it's still very centralized, uh, sharing of information, um, more of uh, people contributing the information, but still going through a very central way of sharing information, like your Facebook and Googles. Uh, Web 3.0, my understanding would be, the key word would be decentralization. Uh, decentralization in, in three ways, yeah. Uh, one is the decentralization of data, which means it's everything is peer to peer. It's no longer hosted by your big social media giants or whoever you have. Uh, the there's going to be decentralization of governance. In what that means is that people like you and me gets to vote how the network is done, how the sharing is done, and all that. And last but not least, uh, also the de decentralization of monetization or you know how people are being paid um using web 3.0 so that's where your cryptocurrencies get in that's really like my high level understanding of web 3.0 feel free to comment <laughs> feel free to comment so i think it's also the idea of utilizing you know like creators are able to be paid right for what they're putting in you know what you're invested the content you're putting out because technically right now you only if you're designed to monetize your social media content like doing it on YouTube or whatever uh, a lot of people are creating things that they're they're not getting paid there's no copyright there's nothing like that no, and I think no. yep go ahead sorry just want to interject here that's precisely the point uh, web 2.0 you create 
but you get paid by who? By a central yeah. body, YouTube or whoever. So that's Web 2.0, right? You still have all these big companies who are behind all this payment. Um, but in Web 3.0, if Audrey writes we something to, and yep. yeah, we can, I can tip you, I can pay you. It doesn't have to go through YouTube to do all the calculations and compensate you back for your time. It's done peer to peer. The power goes back to the people. Yep. That's exactly. that's my understanding of 3.0, it's, yeah. So it, it's re revolutionary because it takes, I mean, it. you know, after my research, it's like, it's one of the biggest, another revolutionary change to the since the original internet, right? Yeah. This is going to be the biggest. And that's where I think a couple episodes ago, we talked about the metaphors. Uh, this will allow it to truly... Mm. <laughs> inspire it to happen right um it changes the way we communicate it um, changes the way we do business and it's all definitely. real time definitely yeah. yeah i i i guess really the the biggest change is the word uh decentralization and uh it is yes evolved to three point only only also because that the technology uh has come to a point that it is able to handle that right our our computers are getting better the networks are getting better and you have technology like blockchain which we talked before uh to enable you know this big part of the payment as well as uh you know the, the governance part everyone can vote on a certain direction and do certain things on a certain network uh all the communications tools available you know communities and all that discord uh and you you see like what happened uh, i guess earlier was it earlier this part of the year where wall street bets the little guys take on the entire wall street right uh and and do all this shorting thing and make lots of money but also reddit. a lot of people <laughs> yeah through reddit yeah so all this has come in place to allow to facilitate and to enable 3.0 and i think we're just at the starting point of it and mm -hmm. it's probably going to evolve into you know the metaverse is going to be part of it uh i don't know it's it's just mind boggling it's too much for my little brain <laughs> how how do you think that's gonna uh impact you jeremy based on based on the research that i've done on oh. what we think web, web 3.0 is i i mean to you professionally personally and uh, right it, it, i think it, it will enable a lot more opportunities for people who are thinking of going to be solopreneurs in my opinion, because I'm a salary guy, right? I'm, I work at the corporation, been a salary guy my whole life. Um, it goes back to, it, it's really a, a thing between centralization and decentralization. So if you're a salary guy, it's really kind of like, you know, very centralized, yeah? You report to work, you have systems to track when you take leave, how much you're going to pay, uh, maybe even like clocking your time over all that good stuff, right? So that's like the, that's like the centralized piece. But I think what Web 3.0 has enabled, will enable a lot of people to do is to really think about what they can do online and, you know, maybe not depend, not depend on the centralized uh, way of making a living. Because as we know, the, the whole entire pandemic year and a half or more has turned everything upside down. Everything went online. People lost jobs and they realized that they got to think for themselves. And I don't know, is it a timing or a coincidence thing that this Web 3.0 thing is showing itself, showing up? I mean, it's been in talks for, for a while now, 
right? But it's coming to be really something that uh, is of significance to society, I feel, because of everything that's going on. So really, the impact to me, or maybe not me, but to, you know, younger generation, um, people who are, are, are jobless now or, or whatever, I think it's it's like a light at the end of the tunnel. There, there is some ways and things, if they look hard enough, I'm quite sure it's it's a viable way to make a living. Um, that's how I would see it. I, 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 I hope that answers your question, Aldrich, from a very simple point of view. I, I find that very interesting because I think people who are in it, they don't really think about it that way. Uh, but but I'll reserve I'll reserve that later. Let me ask Kevin first. Kevin, what what do you think about the three point thing for for your business? I think and, it changes the way people do business, right? I think from a web design perspective, because we build a lot of websites in my business, right? It changes the way. It's no longer a hosted website, right? It's almost a you create a space within the web right and uh, it allows also now a new way of uh, so we coach uh, you know clients to utilize social media for example to reach out to opportunities web 3.0 eliminates almost the whole idea of having social media platforms um, but instead instead of their twitter there's facebook there's tiktok it becomes irrelevant almost, right? Because it's just one space, right? Where now is almost like doing business in another world besides the world we live in now, right? So I think um, I think the utilize of AI, um, data is gonna be a lot more important because now we're talking about um, using AI in order to dive into data, which is already happening. You know, used to, you know, you have analysts look at social media data, you know, the metrics and everything. But now it's getting more and more irrelevant, right? Um, having vanity metrics or um, what do you call engagement, it doesn't really define, you know, monetization in the bank or things like that, right? But I think now you're able to, with Web 3.0, uh, data is going to be different, you know, and you can use AI to be more accurate than a human, you know, second guessing or really measuring, right? So it just changes the climate, you know, and I think a lot of um, people who are influencers, I think that'll eventually go away uh, because I think everyone will have the opportunity to be of influence, right? So I think hmm. it just changes the way um, the web is. And um, shout out to Jacqueline. Thanks for hopping on our show. Good morning. So, yep. It's, it's a very interesting way of uh, thinking about things. Mm -hmm. um, I, I do think that the way Web 3.0 is coming, uh, it gives a lot of opportunities in terms of side hustles and not so much on the business yet. But I do know that people are extremely competent in building a business out of their side hustles. <laughs> so uh, it is a viable project to work on uh, from six to nine uh, because getting a head start in where the trend is up and coming is usually very, very helpful. Uh, and the reverse is true. So if you 
if you were to spend a lot of time now trying to mine social media, I think you're better off trying to mine uh, the web 3.0 kind of social media uh, on blockchain types. Because uh, while we say that you are paid for your time on internet, let's, let's be clear on that. Um, you are paid in the currency of the platform, of the blockchain platform. So um, if you have a vested interest or a business in that particular blockchain platform, let's say for BitCloud. So BitCloud rests on Deso. It's another one of the blockchains. And you, you can uh, create currencies for yourself if you have an account there. And if people like what you do, they can give you some of their currencies to you. So it, you will not really think too much about it. It's, like, it's more like tokens of appreciation, but it's the beginning. It's the beginning of uh, a motion that you, you, you set in place. Because once you have that, people will start thinking how they can pack this systematically. They can pack this mm -hmm. to a real-world currency and that you can cash it out. So um, I think we are already seeing that. I think they call it stable yep. coins or, or whatever pegging there is to the, to the dollar. So uh, you can effectively and pretty much indirectly monetize what you're doing in terms of what you're doing. So this, this is what I mean. If, if, you, if you write or you do social media on blockchain, you get paid for doing that without having to find clients to look at what you're doing. Yeah. So this is pushing it, pushing the envelope about one or two steps further, which will bring a lot of potential to people who are hustling in the evening. Because in Web 2.0, when you hustle uh, using content, data, social media, long form, short form, newsletters, you don't, you don't really get paid with them, but you can use them as tools to get paid for subsequent services. So, hmm. for instance, I can use whatever content that I pro produce for LinkedIn, Twitter, um, Medium, or even our current Substack newsletters to get clients to uh, provide a service to them. Yep. So, in Web 3.0, I don't need that. I can just focus on what I do, and if you like it, you can give me tokens of appreciation which then I can cash it out on real life, real world dollars. So, yep. so that is, in my opinion, a very practical use case of Web 3.0, where you, you really talk about, this is the boundaries of 2.0, and how can we push the envelope one step ahead, two steps ahead, three steps ahead. And I think this is a very enticing proposition, because uh, we spend so much time on the internet, and what if we can be paid based on the time utility that we actually have on the internet? And I think that's uh, brilliant. It's not what if, it, it, it is already done. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you guys heard of the, this browser called the Brave browser. I think Brave so. Brave as in, yeah. yeah. So I've been using that for, I don't know, a year plus, and I don't understand why nobody using it or why I have not used it for, 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 for right from the beginning. So mm -hmm. basically what it does is that um, it pays you for the time you use on the web. Basically, you choose um, ads that you want to view. You can do the setting, right? I want to be exposed to, I think the maximum is five or six ads an hour or a day. I can't remember. 
but you can choose the frequency you are being thrown these apps, sorry, these advertisements. And whenever you choose to watch them, you get paid. You get paid by exactly you said, this token called the BAT, Batman, Bat, BAT, which stands mm. for Basic Attention Token, which is a coin that has value. It's a cryptocurrency. You can cash it out to real money. So in a way, it gives the power to you to decide what you want to watch and what you don't want to watch and get paid for it versus what you have now is pop-ups that uh, if you go on to uh, uh, YouTube, right, the ads will pop out and then, you know, you got to wait five seconds before you can jump the ad to see what you really want to see. Uh, that That is not respecting your time. You're not even getting paid to to, to watch the ad. So so what Brave Browser does is it does the opposite. In fact, I used it in the beginning because I want to block out all these YouTube ads. It does quite a good job at that. And then I realized that, oh, you actually get paid by choosing what ads you want to watch. And another part to this is really other than receiving payments, you can set in your setting to tip creators that you support. So whatever you get from watching ads, you can tip people who you support with the same token, like you said, a token appreciation to people create content. So that in a way is a fine example of how things are changing from being centralized to decentralized. Decentralized because you no longer have to go to Google or whoever to, to pay someone, you can do that directly and you, you get respected the time you spend online. Uh, you choose what you want to see. Uh, this, this is just a, a example. It's, it's not what if, it's, it's already there. So for those who really want to figure out how this thing works in a very simple way, just go and use a Brave browser. Um, and uh, yeah, share with us what you think or people who are already using it, just share with uh, us, you know, what else I do not know about Brave browser. <laughs> Maybe I can make use of more. Yeah. Are you an affiliate? Affiliate? What do you mean? Uh, as in a content of the brave no. writer, you sound yeah. like I'm not. Yeah, very complicated. Because, because if I want to be an affiliate, I'll be oh, if you want a referral, check the description. <laughs> I don't have a referral code, so we, I'm, I'm not. I an mean, affiliate. I mean, I mean, bottoms up doesn't stop any any one of us to be an affiliate or some something else, right? <laughs> right. And right, I think right, I think right. that is a, a very good idea on the fly too, because it's very practical. I mean, like if. Uh, I, I'm very certain that like, Kevin have some collaboration discount referral links like StreamYard, the <laughs> one that we have, yep. and then yep. and then we, we can bring everything together. And I think that you know it's that one stop shop thing. Like hey, you know, solopreneurs, if you want to set up shop, you need this, 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 and we have uh, affiliate links. This the list. Go through it. It's gonna help you at least jumpstart your digital presence and footfall, a footprint online. Yeah, I I I just want to share it because uh, I think it's a better use of time. That's why, um, because it saves you time, it rewards you t for, saves you time because you don't have to watch ads you don't want to watch, say, for example, on YouTube, it blocks them out and respects your time because you get to choose when you want to see what ads you want based on your profile. So uh, I just think more people should know it. That's, that's pretty much it. So do you enjoy the browser um, format as much as like Google Chrome compatible? Like, uh, uh, it's a browser is a browser is a browser, right? I don't think there's so much of a difference now compared to way in the past when there was like, uh, what was called that, uh, Net, Netvi Netvista, Netscape, Netscape and uh, where else, Yahoo, you know, uh, back then when it was in the beginning there, you could tell like differences, but I think it's come to a point that, you know, everything is kind of like the same. So, so why not choose something that respects your time? That's awesome. Yeah. So have my question, Jeremy, have you gotten paid? Oh yes, of course. 
I realized that I've not been been paid for the past uh, few months because I've done something to the setting and I blocked all ads out and I was trying to figure out why I'm not being paid every month. <laughs> so I since then uh, set the setting back on. I know it's not a lot, right? I think, I don't know, a few tokens a month because they restrict how much you can earn based on how many ads get exposed to you and whether you choose to watch it or not. But but the point is, you know, show me a browser that pays you. Any other ones? Yeah. Not that I know of. This is the first one I know. So uh, I think it's really changing things around just like how Web 3.0 is going to change things. It's going to turn everything up on its head and give the power back to the people uh, and not your big greedy corporations, um, however you want to see it, where uh, they, they control, everything goes through them and they control when you get paid, on what grounds you get paid, on their criteria, right? That will, yeah. everything will change because now it's about me having the power to pay whoever I want to put whatever I want out there to share, whatever I want out there and to receive payment from whoever appreciates it. That's really a distribution of power that can't be done for wealth, but it's, it can be done on, on information and, and uh, knowledge so through what, Web 3.0. What, what do you guys think it will take for Web 3.0 to be established? What right. will it take? Uh, mm -hmm. Adoption. It's it's really adoption, right? If you if if it really is what it is, decentralization power to the people, then it will only be stronger if there's more people to it, right? Just just think about it. How many people are using Brave? Not that many. But once it reaches critical mass, guess what? It will be the default browser, like how Yahoo was when it first started, or how uh sorry, that's a search engine. Sorry, uh. <laughs> For search engines, like for example, how Yahoo was as a search engine default. From now, it's Google, maybe something else next time. Who knows, right? Um, what will we take for 3.0 really is the, the, the adoption. And when more people accept it and knows what it is about and uh, adopts the use of it, then we'll see a seismic shift in how we use the web altogether. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what 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 do you feel is the timeline? <laughs> timeline, I don't know. What, I think your, through your research and what you've seen, um, this 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 web three point thing has been in the talks for a long I don't know, time. <laughs> quite quite yeah for quite a while, right? Um, it's kind of like I'll, I'll draw it akin to what I uh what I would draw as a parallel example. This technology called radio frequency identification for retail. RFID, whereby you can track every single item. Every single item has a characteristic you can write onto on the chip. RFID has been around for like, I don't know, 10 plus years, 20 years. And uh, it's been talked about so much about how it can revolutionize um, uh, 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 retail in terms of tracking inventory. But it hasn't really actually picked up. Uh, I was trying to sell it in China in the early 2000s, right? But it has not picked up. But recently, you know, uh, in my company wise, we, you've seen a lot more adoption because what happened? The pandemic happened. How does that impact retail? You have inventory that are in store and their inventory in the warehouse. You're trying to sell everything online. Do you know where your inventory is? You probably don't, right? It, it keeps different stock uh, stock counts. So, so suddenly RFID is a solution. I think similarly, what the pandemic has done to RFID will do what it will do to Web 3.0. As long as more people know about it, as long as more people understand it, as long as more people adopt it after they understand it, then I think it will take off. Um, I think the pandemic 
the longer it stays this way, whatever it is right now, I think that will accelerate the adoption of 3.0. Personally, that's what I think. Mm. Maybe another five years, then the whole thing will, will, will be on the trajectory that, you know, be adopted by the masses. Maybe five, maybe 10. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it will take time. Um, it will take time for people to get their heads wrapped around it. I mean, look at cryptocurrencies. It's been around yep. a decade or more. Have people adopted it? Probably not. Has it accelerated because of the oh, pandemic? Oh, you have, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I have. <laughs> I, I have adopted it only like in the past two years or so. Um, I, I couldn't figure out. I mean, before that, I was really like, uh, what the heck is that? Magic internet money? No, I don't trust that. I want my paper, right? People need to make that jump and that switch. Same as 3.0. People are not comfortable. Uh, maybe they are not comfortable in accepting the currency for the content they create. That's why they feel safer to play a certain set of rules and that YouTube has decreed to get an X number of subscribers to meet the X numbers of view time if I get my money. They are willing to pay with, play with that rules. And that rule can change overnight, right? People are still more comfortable in that sense. Just like how I'm comfortable being a salary worker, reporting <laughs> to work, right? Getting my paycheck, you know, playing by the rules, contributing, and not thinking about being a solopreneur. There will be people who will be stuck in that. That, that frame of mind. Uh, so unless everyone accepts it and do that switch, then I think 3.0 will take off much faster than we all anticipate. Well, right. it goes back down to almost like NFTs, right? Um, so, I mean, there was big talks, you know, earlier yeah. in the year. Everyone's it, talking about NFTs. And no, it's now, really getting hot now. I, I'm trying to yeah. my, dabble my fingers into it. I, I try to get my head wrapped around it. It's, it's, it's like, it's like crypto to crypto. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, crypto. It was what crypto is to fiat. What uh, uh, NFT is to crypto. If I I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like another level of crypto because I don't think I get it. I think I sort of get it, but not exactly. Am I willing to to dabble and put my money in it? I'm not sure. I so, really am not sure. Yeah. So it makes it challenging for adoption, right? Because a lot of people have these these type of feelings, right? Especially yeah. when it comes to currency and the way we get pay. Um, and I think that's the challenge with Web 3.0 is changing the way we see the internet, um, the way, I mean, think about it. There's so many people like, we're on a live show right now, right? And if you think about live broadcasting has been around now forever. It's not, nothing new, right? Mm -hmm. But then you can, on these platforms, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, you know, you can hold, you know, a couple hands up and you can count the people that go live, right? There's only so many because a lot of people haven't really adopted to the idea or even some people don't even have interests, right? And even till t today, right? How many people are not on social media? As much we've adopted to a social media um, culture, there's still mm -hmm. people that never even log in to Facebook. Right. So I think when we talk about Web 3.0, that's a new way of looking at, you know, an entire ecosystem of the way we look at the internet, right? I think it's hard to say, hey, let's get everyone to adopt to this whole concept idea. When, I, yeah, yeah. Kevin, sorry to interrupt, but I, I like that you brought up the I, I like that you brought up the way we consume media. And I think 
I think personally, I, I this is one of the reasons why I do this live show, right? I think it tries to help people to understand what exactly things are. So I I, I like an example, and let me try to draw a parallel to uh, broadcasting. Yeah. So Web 1.0 was when you have your TV stations. Yeah. That's Web 1.0, right? So you 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 stick by the rules. They play whatever you watch. You can only choose to watch or not to watch at their times. Uh, at the program, uh, based on their rules, you need to pay, I don't know, license fees to subscribe to the channel, whatever that is. So that's Web 1.0 TV stations. Web 2.0 is your YouTube, right? You get to choose our, our Netflix, right? That's Web 2.0. They are still companies, media companies owning this stuff. And uh, okay, for YouTube, I think they own the stuff you post up, right? Do they have the rights to it? Or do you keep the rights? I'm not I sure. Think you can you keep the rights? Yeah. You keep the rights, yeah. Yeah. Okay, then maybe not. Maybe not YouTube, uh, Netflix, then right. So you you still pay, but you get to choose whenever you want to watch. Uh, everything is out there, right? So Web 3.0 will be live shows, I guess. <laughs> right, live shows like us. Um, we are Web 3.0 because we we create the we create the. Uh, the, the show ourselves uh you guys can pay us if you want to anytime you want we accept cryptocurrencies and fiat whatever that is uh, but 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 live show being an being an idea think of it um uh think of it taking over regular programming taking over uh uh netflix right when you have millions of people streaming the program live of course it's not boring like three talking heads like us it might go crazy like some youtubers some youtubers you see their, their 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 production content is like professional level, right? It's just that the medium they choose, they put it on YouTube. But that 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 could be Web three point. That is Web three point They have everything. You go directly to them. You go. You do not connect through. Uh, you do not connect through YouTube to see their their their, their program. So that that will be Web three And you pay as you like. You don't have to pay through to Netflix, right? So yeah. so that will be an example I would draw if people are still wondering. What the heck is Web 3.0? There'll be an analogy, and I hope I didn't confuse people more than it hopes to uh, explain. <laughs> no, I think with all the said is that you know the internet and the way everything is right with this pandemic and the world that we live in, things are changing at a very fast pace. Um, the job market is changing in a very extremely fast pace, right? Um, I think solopreneurship is more popular than ever before. Uh, I, I meet so many solopreneurs, people quitting their job and go, hey, I don't no longer need the eight to five. You know, why don't I create my own opportunity? And used to it was maybe, hey, a little more, you know, I would say West centric. But now I think it's more a global thing. The, you hmm. know, uh, from a global standpoint, you're seeing more solopreneurs everywhere because of the internet. So, I mean, the sky's the limit with the web changing, evolving into web 3.0 and um, the technology that's available. You know, um, technology's getting, it's free. A lot of the web is free. Um, there's all these tools that you can utilize to make things happen. Um, mm -hmm. And I, it's like a lot of times Aldrich puts into it is the, the work you want to put in, right? You know, it still requires the work. Like yep. the technology's there. There's all these things, but 
you know, human nature, we, we don't like to put in the work and it takes the work to monetize something, right? And I think that's not going to change. I don't want to break the news. I think even <laughs> Web 3.0. I just, just break the hearts, Kevin. Just yeah. break the hearts. Yeah, Web 4.0, 5.0, 6.0. I think everything will require work. I think the day that where there's no work is when you're dead, okay? And that goes back to a couple episodes ago when we talk about ways to die, you know? When you lay in the coffin or your ashes become go into the water or you become a tree, that's when you don't have to work. And maybe you get some kind of payment, I don't know. You know, afterlife. But like in this life, it, I don't care Web 3.0, 4.0, I think it still requires that human element of working. So to make it work. So, um, so that, that's Web 3.0. <laughs> Audrey, was, something in reservation, right? So yeah, speak, right. speak now. <laughs> I was, I was uh, in a very rare moment yesterday, I was actually trying to check out uh, YouTube in part because of our channel. I'm trying to like put in more links uh, of our the work that we put on YouTube into our Substack newsletter, which mm-hmm. is Insights Insights. Um, so viewers, if you're listening to this, do subscribe. We democratize the knowledge that we know based on our practitionership. And uh, it's, when free. I was it's free, <laughs> now, uh, but, um, it's free. Now, but it's free. Let's put it this way. Um, uh, when when I, I was going through some of the, the YouTube content and I, I saw a, a, a snippet, a, sh- a shot that was, um, that was extracted from Iron Man 2. So that, that, was the, that was the movie where Tony Stark discovered that his father left him a new element to be discovered and his father didn't have the technology to do so. Mm. So, so Tony was staring at that thing and I was like, I think my father is trying to tell me something. So he, he took it back to his underground lab and it fascinates me how now that I'm thinking about it, Jarvis is really intelligent. His, uh, Jarvis is an artificial intelligent OS for sure. But we, we, we completely missed the point that Tony Stark is the most intelligent one, not his operating system. But when you can build an operating system at 80% of your intelligence, you expedite the entire thinking process because then you're talking to some, something that thinks the way you do, that's about as smart as you are, and you can discover a new element that has a molecular structure like palladium within 15 minutes which if you don't, it might take you a few more days based on your IQ. So mm-hmm. I, think, I, think, I think people, my, my point is that I'm, I'm fascinated by that. And if I get my, my own version of Jarvis, I, I'm not going to hire anyone. That's it, you know, that, that's going to be, you know, it's, it's just, let's go and then we, we go get things done. And I think, I think uh, whether it's going to be Web 3.0, artificial intelligence, blockchain, NFT, uh, uh, people are fearful about how fast things are going. But that's not the point. The point is that you, you want to be able to utilize what's there to help you to move as fast as possible. Because I, I just want to make a point, which also came to me about two days ago, that 
there's no neutral in the way we live life. I, I, I repeat myself. A lot of us are sitting on the fence thinking that if we are not moving ahead, we are neutral. That's not the way to think about it. Think about life like us on a treadmill with the belt moving. If you don't move, the treadmill belt will push you behind. So what's mm. the treadmill belt? Everyone around you, your competition, your collaborators, and technology. If you don't move, you fall back. Because everyone else is trying to move in the direction that they want to, and they will pull you behind. So um, I think let's, let's be more open-minded in where things are going. Uh, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of like fighting whatever that's coming. I think that's really stupid. Like if you know that a huge wave is coming, you just have to find a way to swim to your best advantage to get to where you want to go. Um, or you leverage that wave. Yeah. Yep. And Web 3.0 is going to be the, the same thing, right? You have your ambitions, you have your goals. Figure a way how you can use the upcoming Web 3.0 or a very mature Web 2.0 to get to where you want and you'll be happy. There's a reason why there's a reason why people are, like you mentioned, uncomfortable or mm. don't want to move or want to stand on the treadmill, knowing that you're on a treadmill. If you don't move, you're going to be pushed back. I think it boils down to, I hate to say this, but I think it boils down to my own opinion, education, <clears throat> education, uh, because education builds the way we think or don't think, the way we critique or don't critique, the way we assess things or don't assess things. And sadly, I think uh, for a large part of Asia culture, education-wise, uh, we need to look for and are only comfortable with the right answer. Is Web 3.1 the right answer? I don't know. Is, is cryptocurrency the right answer for me to invest time? I, I don't know. Uh, if whatever is coming, this technology is the right answer for me. Is is doing this thing this way, this new Web three point way, the right thing for me? I don't know. So, what do I do? Wait and see. Wait for someone to to succeed or to fail, then I replicate because that's the right answer. Then I'm comfortable to do it. Yeah. Or or I I or I prefer to have information be handed down to me because that's what I'm used to. Teachers tell, teach me the knowledge. And also one thing is that we, we are not used to massive changes happening in the split of a second. And over time, it's getting faster and faster, uh, all the different changes. When, whereas when we're doing our times when we're in school and being educated, the rules sort of never change. The laws of physics by Newton never change. We are studying the same thing. No. As, it has as 50 evolved. years ago, it's just that it has evolved. Never changed. No, it still didn't change. It still didn't change because that's what we are looking through in the textbook. So we are used to getting fed this information that hasn't changed over time. And now you're asking people to go and learn on yourself, go and figure on your own, go to YouTube. Everything is there. You know, take the leap of faith and jump and 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 dive into it to learn something new, to understand 3.0, make use of it, make use of the tools, take advantage of this wave that is Web 3.0 and make money out of it, etc., etc., etc. I don't think most people have that risk appetite for it because it's not safe, it's not comfortable. 
I think what's neat is um, to sum up our conversation tonight before we end the show, I think what's really interesting, it comes down to, I think adaption is already happening. It's just not in our generation. It's the children. You know, if you watch what they, the way they live, the way they interact with technology, and I think the players that are in the technology realm, they understand for mass adaption, it's not us. It's the children. So I think Web 3.0 is already happening in these gaming and everything, you know? Think about it. Uh, Minecraft, you know, and all these things. My kids can build, like, gorgeous homes, and they're, like, seven years old. Yeah. I go in there, I don't even know how to function. Like, like, I don't. And I'm a developer by trade. I went to school for writing code. And I look at this thing and I'm like, what the heck? I, I have no under zero. Like, the learning curve for me is almost like, and I never thought I will get to to a point where, like, I, I used to go watch my father and mother. It's like, oh, how do you get to a point where you guys just don't understand you know this new new technology or the cell phone or whatever and now i look at myself it's like and i feel i'm pretty up to date because i i'm on you know i work with digital marketing clients but when it comes to like these gaming or these devices these new things youtubers and stuff i am so lost like i don't and it comes it's very second nature to me so, exactly. exactly. So our children, I think it's going to be second nature, the way they interact with data, the way they look at, uh, the way they look at being entertained. My kids have no interest in watching TV. <laughs> you know, even the best movie, you know, the movies, really? out, they rather watch YouTube. Same here. Same yeah. here. I, My kids I say, will spend hours on YouTube from morning okay. till night if I allow them. Rather than the next best like Marvel movie come I, out, I literally <laughs> have to say, kids, let's watch a movie instead. Say, no, 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 no. This, this is good. I have to like sell them to watch like this movie. Oh. The idea of sitting out to watch this whatever movie I'm trying to sell them, and I, I never succeed, right? There- and <laughs> to your point, I'm a gamer my whole life. I don't get Minecraft, but my daughter can go in and build structures. And I say, how do you plan this out in your head? I was like, yeah, I just count the number of spots three by three, six by six, whatever, and then build the whole thing rainbow colored and all. I'm like. I can't do that. I can't do that. And and from my understanding, like uh, like these Minecraft, um, what's the other one? Uh, I forgot. The Roblox. Name. Yeah, Roblox, Roblox is very. That is kind of metaphors Web three point That's yeah, the it closest is. thing to you know. It is peer. because yeah, it's peer to peer because you 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 get to create whatever you want and uh, you know you you share and uh, you can even like you know tip or reward different people, follow them and all that. I just want to bring back my point on education, right? I think we are forced by circumstances as well, because just the other day I was thinking, with all these disruptions of school due to the pandemic, kids are not exposed to their use, what they're used to as their curriculum. In fact, they're very, very falling behind on what they're supposed to learn. Then what happens? They, they have to learn on their own, but the thing might be that it is time now to rethink our education system. It is a one hour examination to test what you've learned in the past year still relevant because you didn't have the same amount of time as you were in the past 
because all these disruptions, right? And home-based learning is definitely very different from uh, uh, learning in school. So is that still a fair system? Should we still be, you know, assessing the capabilities of kids based on a one-hour examination where they have to sit down and do all this thing, you know? Is, is education even still relevant? Because you might get a degree, it'd be in debt, go out and have no jobs. <laughs> so Well, and, and it's very laughable, right? Even for myself. And, and this is nothing to, you know, undermine, you know, the people that are in the education world. Oh, no, no, not to undermine them. Stuff. Yeah. No, but it's funny because at the same time, I'm watching, right? So this past pandemic, um, 2020 was a year where everyone went online to do schooling. Hmm. I would say... 80% I watch, okay? My kid, my son's nine now, right? So he was eight then. The kids in that classroom probably know how to utilize the laptop better than the teacher than. on the other end. And I am watching her struggle with uh, Google, um, what they call the Google Meet to get on. And the kids are almost more like my son lost interest because he's so used to seeing dad do live shows and all this stuff. And he's like, why can't she like, this is so simple. Why can't she? <laughs> you know? I can imagine, I can imagine all, the, all the young kids cursing. Them. But like a lot of the kids are yeah, by thinking the same thing. And this is supposed to be someone that's teaching them. Same thing with my interns. You know, they are going to school for marketing. And now they have a 50, 60 year old professor teaching them like how to do marketing with irrelevant, you know, <laughs> how to like write everything they ad. come to my company and learn and they're like, oh, they never taught this in school. They're still talking about like old way of branding, <laughs> billboard. And That's it's like, piece, right? yeah, they, they, they don't know how to do TikTok <laughs> or, you know, and these young people are like, we aren't interested in this stuff because it's irrelevant. But that's our education system today. But by the time they get the textbook, it's already irrelevant. The way exactly. technology is moving so fast. And like even like me, by the time I graduated from uh, coding, because I was right at the edge when everything changed, right? Uh, Object-oriented development, right? Uh, so do, I was right. Do you do business objects? Yeah, so it sucked because when I was going to school, it was COBOL. You know, it was, you know, uh, Phoebe 3.0 or whatever. And then it became object-oriented. Java started to happen, right? So, like, my education is almost irrelevant. I mean, I still understand, like, how to write an array or if statement. But object-oriented programming was new, right? And then everything before that, COBOL disappeared. So if you learn like how to code in COBOL, it's irrelevant, you know? So like, I think education system has to change because technology changes so fast. And by the time the textbook is ready to be published, it's already too late. And then these teachers have to learn, like they're learning old things to teach these kids. And like kids now are accelerated. So I can't yeah. imagine like Web 3.0, right? Like they're learning like more stuff on the internet, playing gaming even than Precisely. they do at school. No, I'm I'm not undermining the efforts and the, the the time and all that that teachers take, but it's really the system that is in question here. It's broken. It's just 
it just feels like it just feels like the education system is like on web 1.0 <laughs> and and everything is going web 3.0 there's this huge disconnect yeah. my, my point is my point is you go to school because you need a certificate so that that probably isn't going to change anytime soon but that's so dated and what what really is relevant is what you know in the real world keeping in pace with technology the treadmill thing like audrick mentioned right if if you go to school and think that oh i'm done yeah i know everything in the world no you don't it's just the beginning you just have a piece of paper saying that you know what you know which is probably web, web 1.0 but everything is coming everything is coming so that mind mindset has to, to to switch and change just like how we should embrace new technology and not you know like audrick said sit on the fence um you know i can't decide i don't know what to do because by the time you know what's going on it's too late the next web 4.0 is coming and then you're just starting to jump into 3.0 and amazon 4.0 you're never going to be ahead you're never going to be yeah and i think that, i think this is a very interesting point that we we relate back to education but i, I want to say something a, a bit more neutral than the, the stance that the both of you have uh I think when we say that uh, education is dated and things like that, we have to get into uh, layers of depth, at least one or two or three layers down. And, and we say, okay, uh, education is dated, it doesn't serve a purpose. In what areas that is dated and it doesn't serve our purpose and for what purpose? So let, let's look at uh, domains, right? Let's say we look at domains of knowledge. Top of my list, I think that humanities, the way it's being taught. So let me just be clear. It's not about the humanities per se, but the way humanities are being taught is extremely dated and there's very little utility. So very you're little. Talking about, you're talking about literature, geography, history. I'll give an example. Um, the reason we hate history because is because it's of the way it is tested. That's the reason. Yeah, we you have to memorize on the date of the event, when it happened, who the was sequence. there. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. The, the point is, these events happened before I was born. It's in a country where I've not visited and I do not know. <laughs> And I, I don't know that guy. Why do I care? Like, <laughs> like if I don't have an interest in this, uh, in, in this top uh, subject, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be, I'm not, I'm not going to like try to understand, oh, Charles de Gaulle is a French, Winston Churchill is a Brit, he did a radio broadcast and everyone is fired up. You know, like, like if it's, if it's like my ex-girlfriend, then she'll be like, I don't need this. So every, to her, every history, every geography lesson is the perfect time to slip in a comic book in her textbooks. Oh, for <laughs> me, it's time to do my, for me, it's time to do my math and my English homework or whatever that is. Uh, I'm yeah, more interested yeah, yeah. in. So, so. <laughs> oh, ah, he dropped at the wrong time. <laughs> Audrey, we need you back. <laughs> Kevin, well, Kevin, I can't hear you. Yeah, uh, this, this is uh, Web 2.0 for you. <laughs> it's not peer-to-peer. -peer. There he goes. Is it back? 
Somehow That's okay. His mic is not connected. I think I, I, I think I know what's trying to say, right? Teach humanities with humanities. So instead of teaching uh, history in textbooks, uh, teach history through movies. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you learn a lot more about what happened if you watch it in the movie, right? Storytelling rather than reading the textbook, yeah? So if every history lesson was taught with a movie, I'll, I'll turn up everyone. I'll turn up every time and I'll be paying attention, right? Not and, have and a... And that's why... You know, video content is so important today, right? And, um, you know, you guys are watching video right now, right? It's just a live video broadcast. But, um, you know, I think our minds kind of go in that direction. You know, we want to put a face to the name. So, and I don't know if we're Aldrich. <laughs> is it my back to wrap this up? Because I was, I was getting intrigued to hear what, what he, he was trying to say. What happened? <laughs> Oh, there's Aldrich. Somehow his device is not connected. Now, this has never happened before. Hmm. In our, what, 75 episodes? 75 episodes, we usually can yeah. get Aldrich back. Yeah, even when we did the four hour back to back, right? Nothing like this happened. Okay. okay. All right. We, you, need to feel, you need to finish our story. We have no idea. You, please, yeah, I was so getting interested. No, so so I, I was saying that it's not about it's not about a topic, right? Because we 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 are interested in in stories. So so if you think about how, uh, how our interest flips up three notches when it's about understanding the evolution of humankind, like if you just try to tell people like, oh, the reason, uh, ten reasons there's opium war in China, eighteen forty six. They're like, dude, I don't need a teacher to read something out of a textbook. You know, these days there's Wikipedia and Wikipedia is like, like that. Textbook is like that. I don't, I don't need you. It's, <laughs> it's irrelevant, right? It's irrelevant. And then I think sciences and mathematics are highly relevant in terms of what they do, but it's, co it's conceptual. It's very difficult to understand. I... Hmm struggle with all the tiny little cubes in the periodic table. Like seriously, like, like WTF, right? Yeah, telling me the first cube is a gas and the last cube is a solid. But you know, after so many years, the only four cubes that I remember are gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. That's it. I don't remember <laughs> anything else. Helium, H2O. hydrogen, all this, it doesn't, it, it doesn't bother me at all, okay? I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Right? So, and I think we, 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 need to, we need to think about the, the layers of depth that we talk about. And I can, I can give an example. Like, I write. I try, to, I try to figure out how to move this from a side interest to a side hustle to, to something that's potentially a, a solopreneur kind of thing. And, and that, that mirrors what we do in, let's say, the languages that we are taught in school. But what we are taught in school is a structure and not writing because yes. yep. Yep. It's, it's a structure you're told before you start anything have a con introduction a proper one and then you need in your body you, your elaboration you have Rules. Like maybe yeah. three points four points and then first yep. you need to have a topic sentence and then the, the paragraph conclusion and then you must flow with the topic sentence and conclusion and then you have a formal conclusion right if everyone yep. writes like that it's bloody fucking boring Seriously, 
And if you try to make money on the net doing that, it, it, yeah, people are like, oh, gosh, you're stuck in the, you know, the, the web 1.0. And you see a lot of that, you know, like, you know, a lot of people will look at someone that's very good at like 90% of your influencer social media posts is improper grammar. So if you're stuck <laughs> on watching grammar, then you're screwed. nobody follows those sentence structure on videos yeah (laughs) and and what what's the what's one of the most popular format if if we talk about social media what's the most popular format that we see on social media posts listicles right bullet points try writing that for your essay (laughs) it's gonna fail period end on story gonna fail but but in real life that's not the case isn't it You, you go to uh, any commercial setting, you go for a meeting, bullet points. You, mm. you look at keynote emails, mm. bullet points. Mm. Right? You look at some of the most viral articles I've seen on, on uh, let's say, Newsbreak, Medium, whatever nonsense, they're listicles. 10 reasons why you should do this or not do this. It puts your, your English lecturer to shame. But it works. So we're gonna do. Well, that's why I say. That's what I say. The education system is really just like a rite of passage. You need to know that. You need uh, to show. You need to show that you can obey the rules before you can go and break all of them. You need to be qualified uh, to know that you know the rules. Be given that cert, then before you are let go out in the real world to break all the rules that you have learned. That's how I, I say. Yeah. I think. If if I if I if, uh, I can just wrap this up in terms of my thoughts, uh, even if it's for languages, I think it's important that we 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 think about practitionership rather than like a student receiving information, because if you are a deep practitioner, you know what you're talking about, and I'm I'm very certain Kevin will know what I'm referring to. If you do hiring the people who are really good at something, who does things, they can get into many layers of depth. If you ask them a question, they can tell you, this works because I've done it. This way works. This way doesn't. I tried to fix it this way. Uh, I got a better result, but I still fall off from here. And this is what you can do. And, And you can see how they think about things. Yep. Deep practitionership is very important. When I speak to fellow writers that are doing way better than I am, they can get to the detail of every single minute com- component. That's how you write your headlines. That's how you can get the attention in the first three sentences. These are the words that will get the, uh, that, that, that actually attracts people to read your stories. This is how you get them to subscribe to your newsletter. And this is how you know you can repurpose, reformat, and these are the publications that you need to, to send it to. And this is the window at which they are going to review your submissions. They can get to the details. So I think uh, where we think about education today, in part, let's, okay, we acknowledge that it could be dated, but at the, at the same time, it's about practitionership. We have to do something for ourselves to get ahead of it. So, yeah. if you're always on the practitionership mode, you will realize that you are the most updated resource you can ever have. 
it's not textbooks. Even for yourself. If I publish a book, it's probably going to come out next year. By then, 60% is outdated. So that's the business of books. Pretty much. That's yeah. my thought. So, so back to 3.0. Yeah, guys, go out and learn and uh, experience it for yourself. And uh, yeah, <laughs> practice yep. on it. So practice. that's the only way. That's yep. the only way. Yeah, and embrace innovation, embrace change. So that's yeah. all we have tonight, folks. Hey, thank you. <laughs> we'll see you next week. I'll see you guys yeah. next week. We'll see you next week. Thank you.